Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fend. I'm joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent, other than fighting through allergies. So if I sound nasally, I apologize. And if I'm sniffling, it's just a little bit of ASMR for us today. Oh, that happens. Sometimes <laughs> my uh, my voice gets uh, croaky yeah. as well during these podcasts. It just is what it is. Um, while I'm, while I'm talking, can you see my audio coming along on the bottom? Yeah. Okay, cool. For whatever reason you see that and I don't on my end, I don't know why that is, but I see yours. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this week we had more news. Once again, it's unfortunate WWE news. Oh yeah. Um, this week was 14 cuts. Yeah. And all from NXT. Uh, well, sorry, NXT and two hundred five live. Two hundred five, yeah. Um, some people we've seen in WWE for a long time. Uh, two of which are Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Yeah, Fandango um, said he's been there for fifteen years or something. That's crazy. And Tyler Breeze is ten. Yeah, that's crazy, and that's a that's a big a big blow to um to Xavier Woods with up up down down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then we have. Tony Nese, who Tony Nese is an interesting one because I've always felt that there was a star there, yeah, and that it wasn't being tapped into. Yeah, he, um, um, he. I remember right before he signed, I saw him in PWG a lot, and he was amazing there. So I think he'll yeah. definitely have a good career back on the indies. He's a guy that I think could do incredible things at a place like Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a place where I think he would excel. You have Aria Davari, who I've actually heard from like people that work within the company that they absolutely love working with him. I think it was one of the people who got released. They they asked like, "Who is your favorite person to work with?" And he said Davari, which was interesting because he's never a name that's brought up. Yeah. Um, August Gray, don't know him. Ever Rise, I never actually walked watched them but i heard they were starting to get over on nxt so that's interesting yeah they're so good they uh wrestled on the indies as uh, team 3.0 okay and they were really good and they were like one of my favorites on nxt it was it really sucked that they got released that's too bad but they're they're a team that's gonna find work oh almost for sure, imme- for sure almost immediately yeah um kurt stallion he that's somebody that i've never actually watched but I heard his name a lot. Yeah, me too. Especially just before he signed with NXT. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was saying he was one of the top guys on the indies. And then all of a sudden he wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And he was in NXT and now he's gone. I think I don't even think he lasted a year. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because I Which think is... he was one of those last year when WWE was signing up all the indie talent. But... So uh, that's an interesting name just to just because he had buzz. Mm-hmm. At the time, then we have the Bollywood boys, uh, Sunir, uh, Sunil, and Samir Singh, who mm-hmm. um, got took that brutal bump by uh, for Randy Orton by Randy Orton. Yeah, one of the greatest wrestling gifts of all time. Yeah, Randy's face after he did it, like, ooh, <laughs> he even knew he did that. Put a little sauce, extra sauce on that bump. Then Arturo Ruas. Who is a? He's an MMA guy. He's like a BJJ guy, like the similar to um, Take Conte. Then we have Marina Shafir, who 
is a legit MMA person. Mm-hmm. She was uh, the second shoe to drop as far as the uh, second of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Um, with what was the. I, uh, I can't remember her name, I so can't I don't want to say it. Yeah. Um, then Killian Dane, that's another big one, in my opinion. Yeah, he was huge on the, the British wrestling scene. I'm surprised they let him go. He's got a great look. He's really good. I don't know why they would. I don't know why they like they have they've buried so many. And I don't mean bury in terms of like burying a guy, but they've taken so many huge UK names mm-hmm. and just put them over on NXT UK out of sight and out of mind. Yeah. And just let them do their own thing. And I've always wondered why the hell Killian Dane wasn't why they didn't do the same thing with him. Yeah. And he's good. Um, so he'll, he'll find work for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, he'll probably just go back home. Yeah. But you never know. Uh, and then Tino Sabatelli, he was the guy who was, uh, it yeah. had been rumored that he was the guy that was the, uh, AEW leak. Yeah. Cause would you tell me he went to AEW last year when he got released? Yeah, he was a, he got released by NXT, then came to AEW, did two uh two dark shows. Um Chris Jericho went crazy, said there's somebody from uh there's a WWE spy with us. We know who it is. He's getting released. And yeah. he'll never work for us again. And then the the leaks kept happening. Yeah. <laughs> so if it was, if uh, if they had more than one link, or if he actually was doing that, um, that's funny. Yeah. When I saw he got released, I was like, I didn't even know he had gone back to NXT. Yeah, he's a, he's he's similar, like almost in look and stature and the whole deal to uh, Cesar Bononi. Mm-hmm. And they kind of came in at the same time. Yeah. Like in the first wave of NXT releases, like along with, um, what's the big guy with the crazy hair? Uh, he's with sure. the factory. Oh, um, Camarado. Yeah. Nick Camarado. Yeah. Whose name was Ogarito, I think. Ogarito. I like that. With, uh, with NXT. And he has short hair and no beard, and it's the craziest thing. He looks like a completely different yeah. person. Like his job outside of wrestling is a chartered accountant, and he looks like he could be a chartered accountant. That's with that's, all that taken off. He just looks like a chartered accountant who works out. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that a lot. <laughs> it's really funny. He looks like a he looks like a wild man now. And before, like, oh no, yeah, put him in a suit and mm-hmm. send him to work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. So, yeah, this week... Uh, and Sean Ross was... Sapp on Twitter was saying that he expects even more releases, so... Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, I don't know who you, who more could you release. I don't know. Probably more people they don't use on TV and stuff, because, I mean, they've been signing up so many people, and I know... What's the new president's name? Nick Khan? Yeah, Nick Khan does not yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, I've heard that he's just been cleaning house, even backstage he's, stuff, and he's got no loyalties to anybody. Yeah, because he's only been in WWE for at least yeah. a year or so, so he doesn't care. Yeah, he's not really he's not really involved in the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this is uh, it's like besides Killian Dane and I'd say Everrise and uh, the uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. It's not huge names, but I think this 
will help out the indie wrestling scene a lot. Like, it's gonna oh be yeah, cool to and see a lot of these the indie wrestling these scene's already booming, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, and just like a year ago, I mean, there's the pandemic too, but like when everyone started getting signed up uh, to 2019, 2020, it's like dang, indie wrestling's taking a hit. But now it seems like it's it's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. And a healthy indie scene is always good in my book. Yeah, they're still signing people, but they're just letting people go. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's almost like, well, if we take something in, we have to take something out. Yeah. Which I'm kind of happy for that. Like, I'm happy as far as it's not a bunch of people that are just out of sight, out of mind, never to be seen from again. Yeah. I'm happy in that sense. I'm not happy that these people are losing their jobs, obviously. Yeah. But, but in terms of they finally have something to do. Yeah. And yeah. they they can work now and most of them seem happy when it happens for the yeah. most part. Obviously, people like Fandango and Tyler Breeze would be probably pretty devastated at this point. Yeah. I'm sure but like you never know. someone will sign them up. They're they're a good funny tag team. They would excel so much in impact. Mm-hmm. They'd be perfect there. They'd be almost perfect anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Like really, I, they're really funny. They're they're good in the ring, and yeah, they got it. The whole package. Like I would even go as far as to say that uh, AW could sign them. I don't think they should now because they have so many people. Yeah, but they're good enough that they could land there and be successful. Yeah, they could do like um, Matt Cardona did, just show up for a few weeks and. Yeah, like in a in a perfect world, they would succeed there, but it's not a perfect world, and the roster's too stuffed yeah. right now. There would yeah, be enough time. That's true, that's true. Very true. But yeah, the 90 days from now, they'll be on the lookout for a lot of cool indie shows with all these people. Like, the uh, the Fashion Police versus the current Bucks would be so funny right now. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be very funny. Or the Fashion right. Police versus um, the, the Wingmen. Yes, yeah, one thousand percent. Um, yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff. Or like Orange Cassidy. Like, there's so much you can do there yeah. with those guys. Um, it's funny. I always thought that they were corny, and I didn't like them, just based off of their look. And this was when they came onto the main roster because <laughs> I was just starting to get back into wrestling. Yeah, at that time, it was just like, no, what? Models, flamenco dancer? No, this yeah. is stupid. Yeah, it's like, I, but I didn't see their NXT run, which was apparently incredible. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Tyler Breeze was just the model, he would like they'd be like, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Breeze has entered the building." Like, just announce whatever he'd show up, and everyone's like, "What? Okay." And it was funny. And, and didn't do, like, Fandango the... get one of his first wins on the main roster against Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely out of the out of this world mm-hmm. that is that's insane yeah anyhow let's get to dynamite this week this was uh this was a really good show oh we yeah finally got back to live wrestling that is that's it going forward um for the foreseeable future um yeah it's probably until like a holiday or something i'd say it's yeah like the life. pandemic era is done at least for uh aw um or not for for dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Rampage will have the odd. We'll have some taped shows. Like yeah. it's not always going to be odd, or it's not always going to be live, and it may be taped more often than not. I'm not sure. Depends how they decide to uh, 
to do it. I know the fir- their first show is supposed to be live. Right on. But uh, I'm not positive because they are recording it in the same city as Dynamite, which is going to be cool. Yeah. And you can get like double packages for it and stuff like for both. Nights. Yeah. So this uh, this was this was very cool. Um, we saw a few multiple young future champions come really, really close to milestone victories. None of them did win their win those victories, but they came really, really close. And it was just like, here's some little tent pole markers for mm-hmm. look out for this person and this person, yeah, and this person in two years' time, and they will likely have touched gold, yeah, which is which is really cool to see. Um, the one th- it's funny. I thought I. At the very beginning of the episode, I wish they had spent a little more time focusing on the live fans. Yeah. Like, they're like, welcome back to AW, finally, in front of a live crowd. All right, time to go see Sammy, get attacked. Yeah. Like, what? Guys, at least 10 seconds. Yeah, show the crowd going nuts. Because the crowd was going insane, and then they mm-hmm. cut away from them. And I was like, no, 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 guys, this is your strength. I want to see people chanting and going AEW, AEW. Yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so they go backstage, and it's essentially just Sean Spears assaults Sammy with a chair out in the parking lot as he's walking in doing a walk and talk with, with Marvez. It's always Marvez. Man it's on kind of funny. It's like, was that worth pulling away from the crowd? Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so the first match, then it goes into the first match, and it really is just Hangman opens the show every week, and I, I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Um, what were your thoughts of this match against oh, Hobbs? I love this match. This match is everything I wanted. I want to see sometime in the future a big feud between these two guys, because this match was awesome. I loved it. I loved Hobbs' just brute power and Hangman trying to outsmart him and stuff, and I don't know if Hangman's got a legit cut on his top of his head, but he's been bleeding he on the top of his head a lot lately. Got so, a big gash on that yeah. up there. It's I always a cool visual. He... His blonde hair covered in blood is always cool. But mm-hmm. he does. He throws his body around with reckless abandon, and he yeah. often gets cut. Yeah, he needs to be careful. Yeah, let that heal up a little bit before he starts doing it again. Because it didn't bleed as bad as to when he first cut it open a couple weeks ago before Double or Nothing. That was pretty bad. And then he cut that wild promo with blood all over his face. That was cool. But he bled a lot this time. And... It's always around the post. Yeah. He throws himself into he throws himself into the corner and into the post with reckless abandon and really like takes some... I, I don't want to say they're crazy bumps, but like they kind of are because it's around the post, and they always mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, you have to watch yourself around the post." It's because of the because they're not circular and they have the hard hard right angles. And yeah, he keeps fucking yeah smoking Cuts. himself off these yeah. things. But it's yeah, it's he, it's a cool visual. But yeah, this match was great. Loved yeah, it. it was awesome. Um, yeah, these guys killed it. Um, Hobbs was one of those young guys I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Where you know that he's going to hold gold within two years' time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's being be pushed heavily the... without winning. Yeah. Um, so, I think some people say like, "Oh, he shouldn't continue to just lose," but he, he and Jungle Boy and 
Ty Conti and like people like that. They're all in the Kenta Kabashi mode, the young Kenta Kabashi mode. Yeah. Where they're, they're going to constantly get close and then lose the big one. And that's fine because that's not where they are in the pecking order right now. They'll get there and it'll be a big deal when it happens. And it's probably going to be like two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hangman was amazing from the get go. He comes out and at first he, he walks out there and just shouts, Holy fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the camera is zoomed right in on his face. He's looking around at the crowd and his lower third said hotter than a hoochie coochie. Yeah. That made me laugh. <laughs> I always miss those, but I always catch them on Twitter. Yeah, I always yeah see them after Twitter because people always screen cap it. That's when I notice them, but they're always funny. I wonder if he comes up with those himself. I don't know, that was just apropos of nothing. Yeah, so it's very funny. I wonder if he was listening to that song or something. Yeah. So and these boys, they just have like a heavy meat slapping yeah, competition this is, this with is each big other. Boy, big boy match right here. They're just they're just laying into each other for like the first for the first few minutes before um, Hobbs is able to lure Hangman outside the ring, and then he does one of my favorite things where he goes to throw the the lariat and the guy will duck and then he'll hit him with the second one yeah. in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, because right he, before that he mouthed that bring that shit over here to Hangman yeah. and then just rocked him. And the and crowd then, was yeah. hot for this match too, man. They got me into it a lot. Absolutely. Hangman's pops are like next level. Yeah. Whenever he eventually beats Kenny for the title, it's going to be nuts. It'll be really good. It'll be really good. Yeah. Hobbs was, he was just using the environment on the outside of the ring just to destroy Hangman for a while. He's slamming into the barricade. He pulled the tarp off so that he could try and break his arm in the barricade around the steel. Um, this started a match long focus of Hobbs on Hangman's arm, mm-hmm. which came into play. Like this often happens in Hangman matches because they know that his big move is the uh, the buckshot is the buckshot lariat. So they'll yeah. focus on his arm so they can't do it. Um, and as a result, he's started to bring back the dead eye, which is cool. Yeah, I like that psychology. Who would have thought it works in wrestling? <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> um, at one point. Uh, Hobbs dodged a he dodged a charge from Hangman, and this is where uh, he threw him into the and this is inside the ring, and he threw him like through the turnbuckle, and he smoked his head off the yeah. side of the side of the post, and he's on the outside, and then his he's bleeding. All he's he's got like red hair now, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and Hangman, seeing his own blood, starts to fire back. Um, he hits Hobbs with three repeated big boots, and then and then a moonsault, and then the two men go back and forth, and and this brings out Ricky and Ricky and Hook. They come out with the belt. They go to throw the belt into Hobbs, but the but Brian Cage comes out, takes the belt away. And in the process, he rips off Ricky Stark's jacket and then yeah. Ricky Stark grabs his neck and runs away into the tunnel and Cage <laughs> chases him away and Taz is apoplectic on, on commentary. Yeah, he's hooked, doesn't know what to do. Um, and then Hobbs uses, or actually, 
uh, Hangman used that distraction to try and hit Hobbs with a buckshot lariat. The the camera didn't quite catch this, but if you look at the, there's a slow-mo gif online of this, and it's just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. He goes to hit the buckshot lariat, and Hobbs counters the buckshot lariat into the spine buster. Oh man, that spine buster was Arn Anderson levels of good. It was better than Arnell. Yeah. Better than Arn Anderson. It was that strong. I've never seen a spine buster like that. Like, I thought just Hangman was going to turn to dust. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he hit the spine buster, I was realizing, is Hobbs about to win this for real? But Well, they did a good job of raising some doubt because the last time that Hangman lost, he was going in to face Team Taz. He's going in to face Brian Cage. And before that match, the week before, someone brought up uh, Kenny Omega to him, and he got all flustered, and then he ended up losing to Cage. And this time, it was he was going in against Team Kaz. He's going to face, he's going to face Hobbs. And last week, once again, Marvez brought up Kenny Omega, and he got all flustered. This time, he did not lose. Yeah, but it raised doubt that uh, I legit thought. I was 50-50 on who was going to win this match. Yeah, I would have been happy with either guy winning because I love both these guys. When he hit that spinebuster, it's like, oh, this is it. Yeah. But it wasn't wasn't to be the case. Um, Hangman was able to get the Deadeye to put away Hobbs and just an excellent opener. Yeah, I think Taz said, uh, oh, not the Deadeye. I forgot about the Deadeye because it's like their (laughs) game plan was to work on his arm so he could do the buckshot lariat. But... Yeah, no, just really, really good stuff. I can't wait. Um, I still am wondering when Hook is going to get involved. Yeah, no, I he feel like he wrestled yet, but he is looking jacked a lot lately. He is ripped. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait. They are they're saving him, and it's going to be so fucking good when he yeah, gets in there. Yeah, yes. he's just going to emerge behind somebody one day. And that person's going to like turn around and he's going to be there. So he won't be able to just suplex him from behind mm-hmm. like he normally does. And they're just going to go at it. It's going to be, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait. I don't know who it's going to be against. I, I don't know either. My, my hope would be Christian cage. Cause I think that would be dope as hell. Yeah. But that'd be really good. I have a feeling Christian is turning heel for some reason. Huh. That'd That's be interesting. It's just a general thought, but maybe not, maybe not, or maybe not yet. Yeah. He's a good heel, so that'd be good if he did turn heel. Okay, so then we have a Young Bucks promo, and you have been saying for weeks that you want the Young Bucks to go completely weird with it, completely avant-garde. This is what I wanted, because my power had cut out. Right when this started, so I had to like restart everything, and then you're like, they they did the promo you've been wanting, so I went back and watched it. I was like, yes, they did. This was insane. Nick Jackson had essentially a wallet chain, yeah. or like a belly button chain, attached from his earring to the brim of his hat, and he looked so stupid. Yeah, like so so stupid. Yeah, um, Nick um, has really, like, I, th- I thought when they first were doing this, I thought it'd be Matt that would be going the craziest, but it's really been kind of Nick. Yeah, he, he looks <laughs> like he's going complete midlife crisis. Yeah, and he's the youngest one, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's 
he's losing his hair and he's dyed his hair so it makes it all that more obvious uh-huh. um he's wearing those ridiculous hats those he's leather got... kangaroo hats now he doesn't just have like a dangly earring on each side so he's got a dangly earring on one side and then one where he's attached the earring to the brim of his hat somehow yeah. i didn't even know septum. those existed he legit got his nose pierced <laughs> he grew out the beard and then i think dyed it to be dar- darker than his yeah. hair and dyed his hair lighter to be like it it's incredible mm-hmm. the level of shit heel that he's doing just with his looks yeah um he looks revolting yeah he looks revolting um yeah, they talk about the trolls and the haters and how they're over and how they're uh, they say that they're overrated. But they say that, that doesn't make sense because they're the longest reigning tag team in company history. And then they run down all the teams that they have put out of commission since they've been the champions. SU, they talk about Moxley, they talk about Ray Phoenix and Pac. And then they say next week we're going to we're going to give a chance for penta and eddie kingston if they beat us they get a, the shot at the titles so it's a eliminator match and they say that they know they're going to win this match because they're the evps extremely violent people that made me laugh so hard and then they start making those weird noises <laughs> just they're fucking they're, they're such shitheads yeah and i love it extremely I, violent people that's so good like I love the Young Bucks. I have a Young Bucks sweater. I the only two action figures I have that I own are Young Bucks. Like I am Young Bucks, a Young Bucks fan through and through. I read their book, and I cannot wait for them to get beat. Yeah, this is great. I'm the same. I have like five Young Bucks shirts, and their Funko Pops sitting over here, and yeah, it's good They're, stuff. Yeah, I can't wait for them to lose. Hopefully, it's to. Uh... Santana and Ortiz, but likely, I think mm-hmm. that's that looks to be where they're going. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Santana and Ortiz, this next segment was probably segment of the show. Oh yeah, and this is saying a lot considering the level of the show. Um, we had this was Tully versus Conan in a discussion. Yeah, at center ring, just so fucking good. So Conan comes out. And he comes out to the LAX music, yeah, which was amazing to the to the uh, to the Impact LAX music, which just has me hoping and praying for Santana and Ortiz to join up with them and for them to get permission to use LAX once again. Yeah, that would be so good. He would be the perfect sort of father figure for them. He doesn't need to talk for them because mm-hmm. they don't need that. But he's got a presence, and yeah. he adds a lot. Um, he has a lot of influence within wrestling, and we know that when they were first coming into AEW, he wanted to come in and be their leader. Yeah. And but then Chris Jericho had to tell him they're already in my group. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Conan. But now that they're looks like they're going to be leaving the inner circle. Now Conan's coming in in that role, hopefully going forward. Um, and Conan's Conan starts off. He, I'm saying Conan because I've got Conan on the brain after he, <laughs> after his final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Conan starts off and he's an incredible form. He says that he and proud and powerful won't be intimidated. They said they they've been stabbed, shot, kidnapped, strangled, but they're still here. He says that FDR has tried to say that they've had the same rough upbringing growing up in North Carolina. He says, you haven't lived a life on the street, on the streets of New York facing systemic racism day after day. He says that he says that to Tully, you're a mentor to FDR. To Proud and Powerful, I'm a father. He yeah. said when Santana's father died, they called me to come in and help them and give them guidance. And and then he speaks in Spanish to Tully. And then he says, yes, I spoke in Spanish to you. And you might want to learn a little bit of Spanish if you ever want to communicate with your future grandkids. It's like, Oh shit! Like yeah, this, this is so a reference good. to Tessa Blanchard and her relationship with Daga, which was really cool. It's like, God damn, Cody. yeah. And he dropped one of his favorite lines, which was, um, "Oh yeah, in North Carolina, where men are men and the sheep are scared." <laughs> it's like, damn, is that a bestiality joke? Yes. <laughs> like this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's one of his go-to's that he likes to go to, which is funny. Um, yeah, and then Tully hops on the mic, and and he's a, you don't know who you're talking to. All I have to do is raise my hand, and my boys will be out here. And then the only legacy Conan will have in AEW is he came out here, talked tough once, and that was it. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, Tully, with the threats. Mm-hmm. And Conan says, you think you're the only ones with boys? He's like, guys, come on out here. Santana Ortiz music hits. They they come out. They're wearing their face paint. They've got bandanas on. They come out to the ring. Tully says, "Hold on, one second. Look up at that screen up there." And it shows Santana Ortiz lying in a heap, moaning after a recent attack. And he's like, "Aren't those your boys up there?" And Conan turns around. Santana Ortiz rip off the face paint. It's not face paint. It's masks. They rip off the bandana. It's FTR. And they pick up Conan and give him a spike pile driver on his head. And this is, again, another sick man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's been battling cancer. Yeah. Or something. You could see his giant tumor on his stomach Uh when they hit this on him. Like, they spiked him. And he bounced. Um, And the whole time, Tully's yelling, Oh, what do you have to say now, big boy? What do you have to say now? I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. This is brutal. And this is everything that I love about AW. Yeah, I loved every second of this. It makes me want to watch. I cannot wait for their match. FTR versus Proud and Powerful. That match is going to be so good. You know how much Santana Ortiz love Conan. Mm -hmm. They are going to, they're probably going to murder Tully. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I wonder if they'll do, because I hope this is just isn't one match between FTR and uh, PNP. So I hope it's like they do one regular match and then they have to do like a street fight or something. Because these two dudes need to just tear into each, or these four dudes just need to tear into each other. Yeah, they could do one thing, like one regular match and then do something at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Or maybe come back and do something in New York. Yeah. Because this 
this whole feud deserves to be more than just one match. Cause yeah, they've just been all amazing. Yeah, work. well, because they should do it in FTR's backyard, and then they should do it in Queens. Yeah, in in Proud and Powerfuls. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. I'm hoping they get LAX's music. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I hope that Conan is around for a while because he, so he adds a lot. He's got a lot of gravitas. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was a big WCW fan during the nwo era yeah. and he didn't do a lot of talking then k dog so, <laughs> so this was a uh, this was cool to see him in that element i know that he's done a lot of talking since yeah in the managerial roles like with uh lucha underground and whatnot mm-hmm. and even in AAA and yeah he was an impact stuff. for a while and yeah yeah lots of cool stuff mm-hmm. i i'm just I'm, I'm so excited for for that match like that for for me this is the hottest thing in wrestling right now oh me too this is, like is my this favorite thing. yeah okay then we had dante martin and matt seidel and this match was cool and what what most people are talking about about this match was just the fucking sunset yeah that was going on at the time of this people are just like does anyone have a still of i saw shot? a picture of somebody took uh, yeah, there's a screenshot, mm-hmm. and yeah, one that's just of the sunset. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. It was yeah. so beautiful, and these guys were the perfect guys to have wrestling out at that time. Yeah, this had like, they they're just soaring through the air. This had like the best sunset flip I've ever seen in my life. Oh my, God. like twelve feet in the air. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's one of the create. It looked like he was playing on with like cheat codes. Yeah. Or like he jumped off a trampoline or something. It was crazy. Yeah. It's unreal. It's unreal. He's, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Me either. It was cool. Okay. So Dante, he's coming out to the ring. His music hits. He comes out to the ring before Matt Seidel can come out. Vicky Guerrero and Andrade interrupt. Um, she comes out with the excuse me, which I wish she wouldn't do anymore. Yeah. And she calls out Andrade. Andrade comes out and they say, we are here to tell you about, to, to tell you about our big surprise. And before they can get out their big surprise, Matt Seidel's music hits. He comes out with his brother. They walk past and they kind of look over at Andrade. Cause like, what are you doing trying to steal our spotlight? But they walk past and Andrade goes to square up and Vicky holds him back. Yeah. She's like, no, no, we're going to wait. And they're like, let, this isn't our time. Let's go into the back. So they're they're dragging that out, which means that you know it's going to be big if yeah, they but... keep. They're just like we've got a surprise, but not yet. We, yeah, because they know how people feel about AEW surprises at yeah. this point. Yeah. People get irrationally mad. Yeah, well, it's because they hype themselves, themselves up. up. Yeah, but they know that, and they're playing into that. So mm-hmm. it has to be something big. It has to be something that people want. I'm more excited just for Andrade versus Matt Seidel. That match is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's coming for sure. They didn't announce it, but you know it's coming. Yeah, I fully expected Andrade to come out during this match. It beat up. Yeah, I thought Matt he would Seidel. come out. I thought he might come out at the end, mm-hmm. like "How dare you cut me off?" kind of thing. Yeah, but no, that wasn't that wasn't to be. Um, Seidel got in there with Dante, and it was kind of cool watching them because Dante is kind of like who Seidel was 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, Seidel hasn't 
he's done two attempted um, shooting star presses since he's been there. That's not really who he is anymore, but he was very much who Dante is now. Yeah, what they say, Dante's 20 and Matt Seidel's been wrestling for 20 years. So Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. The shit I was doing when I was 20 compared to what this it kid's accomplishing. It wasn't anything that kid's doing. It was mainly just sitting on my ass playing That's video same games. Same thing I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> much. Um, yeah, so really cool. Dante, of course, he lost this match because that's who he is at this point. Um, again, another one of those young guys who... Yeah, is his almost, brother hurt? Dante's brother? Yeah, he had like a ACL oh, okay. surgery. So yeah, he's out. He's out fairly long term, but he's coming back. He's able to walk. He he came out one time on dark to support sure, his brother. That's cool. Yeah, I but, can't uh, wait for yeah, him to come he's back probably to... rehabbing right now. Yeah. Um. Yes, he. Uh, as I said, Dante looked like he was doing cheat codes. That one sunset <laughs> flip. Yeah. Like he. It was it was like it's wallpaper material. Yeah, he jumped like, like a seven feet over Matt Seidel to do a sunset flip. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it looks like it's like you're watching something in CG. Yeah. And what I liked about this was Seidel being having the veteran savvy. He was targeting Dante's leg the whole time, knowing that at some point Dante Martin is going to go for one of his huge jumps or his huge dives. And his leg's going to give out because I keep working on it. And that's what happened. He went for a dive. Not that he missed. He just, he landed on his feet mm-hmm. and his leg went out. And then said, so I was like, ah, this is it. Yeah. He hits the lightning spiral for the one, two, three. That was it. He's like, gotcha. Boom. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was cool. Um, this was again, one of three matches where the young guy who lost was probably the person who got over. In the match. Yeah. Cause they did like the whole, show respect thing after and stuff. So that was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, then we had, then, then we had jungle boy and Christian. They're in the back. This was, this was cool. We've got jungle boy starting a promo saying like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is going to be the match of my career yeah. <laughs> and all that. And then typical Christian baby comes up. stuff. He's he's like, oh, Jungle Boy. He's like, he's like, how are you doing? I just want to check on you before your big match tonight. And he says, like, oh, I'm doing just. He says, I'm doing just great. Um, but what about you and your issues with Matt Hardy? And Christian says, hey man, Matt Hardy can wait for next week. This is all about you tonight. And he says, like, hi, how are you doing? And he's like. And he's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm happy to be getting this opportunity. He says, no, you should not be happy. He said, Kenny Omega and many other people think that you do not deserve this shot. You should be angry. You should use, um, you should use those doubts to, to feel you, to make you angry, to, to show them that uh, this is your time. That like right now is your time. This is your big moment. And he's saying that. Kenny's only saying all this stuff because he's scared, which makes sense because Kenny right now is the biggest chicken shit heel Mm -hmm. we've ever seen in AEW at this point as a champion, at least. And yeah, so I thought this was cool. And I like that Christian is, he's like, it's like, no, 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 we're not talking about me. We're, we're here to talk about you. This is all about you tonight. This is your moment. Yeah. 
Um, really cool stuff. You, got, you have another snake in your apartment? <laughs> no, there's like a rabbit in my backyard or something. I don't know. It keeps jumping around. It's like catching my eye. <laughs> I have that, like, or like, if the if the AC rattles something, I'm like, what was that? Yeah. Like in the yeah. corner of my eye. Yeah, so I thought that was good, and it kind of it uh, foreshadowed to uh, Matt actually not wanting to wait until next week. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of funny. Screw that. Um, next, we had another the Jade appearance, the Jade Cargill appearance, which it's always nice to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't do that much this time, but uh, she and Mark Sterling talking about how they finally got that bitch a, got a promo code for it. It's yeah. that B, and I say so you can you can get one of one or two of Jade's fantastic shirts. They've all sold out of XL sizes because, as you know, with wrestling fans, they're a little rotund. Yeah. Um. She said that they, there, there's still plenty of uh, Dark Order shirts available, but you'd have to pay full price for it. <laughs> um, then uh, Mark Sterling goes to rip the shirt, and he can't. Yeah. Uh, the the Dark Order shirt, and then Jade grabs it, and she says, "I'm that bitch." And then she rips the shirt in half. I was like, "This is it was short, sweet, and funny." And Jade looks great. Yeah. And, that's, and you know uh, this, her rip of the Dark Order shirt's going to play into uh, like five months from now when um, I can't think of her name now, but when she comes back. Anna Jay's going to come yeah, back? Yeah, it's going to be the start of their feud. That was my favorite shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. I actually think that Dark Order shirt, I think it's like a, a Persona inspired shirt, which is kind oh, of cool. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it says like Dark Order instead of I don't know. What were they called in that? Doesn't matter. Phantom Thieves. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of water. Okay. Next. All right. Up. Then we had a pinnacle promo section. I use. Uh, I was using uh, air quotes there because it didn't stay as a promo section. Yeah. Um, we have MJF, and he's with Hager, and no, he's not. MJF, he's with uh, Spears and Wardlow. Wardlow, thank you. I knew, I knew there was a third person. <laughs> and he he talks about he, how he understands why people are upset that he attacked Chris Jericho's arm, and he understands why people would be upset that Spears attacked Sammy. But he's like, why would anybody be upset they attacked Dean Malenko? He's old and he's sick, and he shouldn't be in such a dangerous profession. Honestly, yeah. I was putting an old dog out to pasture. Yeah, I was like, damn, James, that's messed up. I was like, that's fucked up, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really like that shit. Um, and then Jericho and Hager attack, because obviously Jericho fucking loves D. Malenko. And they're brawling out to the ring, at, but once they get to the ring, like, of course, they're going two on three, and mm-hmm. they start getting destroyed. And they're about, and J- Chris Jericho's about to get his arm smashed once again by a chair. But Sammy Guevara's music hits. He runs out to the ring. He clears everybody out. He hits a big knee to Wardlow's face. He's just wrecking shop. And then he hops on the mic and he says, I know that you like to say that 
I'm better than you and you know it. But on Wednesday, I'm going to be able to say I'm the best ever and you know it. And he stands up and he's looking at the crowd and pointing to them and they're going crazy. What he said was kind of whatever, but you can see that he is such a huge baby face star in this company. Yeah. And I love that this storyline is all about launching Sammy into the stratosphere. Yeah, that's cool. I would have never thought <laughs> that Sammy would be getting the big push. What seems like, yeah. you know, it's Sammy. Sammy's getting the big push, but MJF has, and they're doing a really good job with uh, FTR and Proud and Powerful, and Wardlow's been looking great. So they've been doing a really good job with everyone. Oh yeah, but you you could you could kind of t- like the the whole MJF even joining Inner Circle storyline was, was the start of told through his relationship with Sammy. Yeah, and then they they teased them a little bit in that one tag match where they were incredible against each other, mm-hmm. and then in the cage, Sammy was the absolute star. Yeah, in the uh, the. MJF's totally winning on Wednesday, though. I'm just oh yeah, that now. guaranteed. You can't. I've seen someone else mention this that he's only had one singles loss. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get his second singles loss on a dynamite. It's yeah. going to happen on a uh, pay on a pay per view, and it's probably not going to happen for a long time. Yeah, because he's because they got to do a blow off between him and Jericho, and totally. I mean, Jericho, his Fozzie tour, they're going to Europe and stuff, too, so they got to write him off TV soon. Yeah, he won't so be I, able to fly back and forth. Yeah, I think... I saw online, because, you know, they're in Texas for like a month. They should do a Texas death match between Jericho and um, MJF, since they'll be in Texas. Oh, yeah, they should uh, They should have MJF beat Sammy, and then, and then that will bring Jericho into the fight. And yeah. then he can beat Jericho in big, dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Like big, bloody, dramatic fashion, and it'd be For perfect. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have oh, oh, this God. is this is so perfect. What a promo! This is here's Miro, and this is amazing because I said to you last night, Miro went from the guy with he had not well, I don't know if it was any fault of his own, but he had go away heat. Yeah, it's just when that, uh, with his friends, with his best TV. friends and Kip Sabian feud that they had going for like four months, mm-hmm. maybe five months. Yeah, it just went it way went, too long. <laughs> it spanned two pay per view builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. People had said that Miro was a complete failure and all this stuff, but meanwhile, throughout all of that. They kept him undefeated in singles. Yeah. And now yeah, they, he's... They lost in a tag match is always a kip that got pinned, so... Now he's turned into the biggest monster in the company. And also, like, right underneath our nose, the best promo in the company. Yeah. And this is with Kingston and Moxley and MJF and Jericho. Miro's going out there and giving, like truly unique inspired promos Mm -hmm. that have me both like laughing my ass off and think it's the most badass thing I've ever heard. So this is a vignette and he's in a dark red lit room and he's holding, he's clutching a, a gold cross chain in his hand 
and he calmly says, I would like to thank God for making me powerful and my hot wife flexible. <laughs> and he said, he promises to Jesus that he'll only hurt those who attempt to prevent him from helping a woman in need and those who would attack him for no reason. He said that Pillman may be the number one ranked in the number one ranked tag team, but coming between a righteous man and his path is like coming between a cleaver and its meat. Oh man! And he said next week Pillman's going to find out why Miro is God's favorite champion. And then he says the bravest thing Pillman has ever done. The bravest thing Pillman has ever done is thinking that, that he can attack Miro and the stupidest thing he's ever done is actually doing it. Yeah. And then I was like, he's just, he's like all the best eighties action yeah. villain characters. He just rolled up into one. He just needs a cigar and then he would. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it was written by like the greatest Simpsons writers yeah. in like the, in the mid nineties, but somehow a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's perfect. That it's, I would like to thank God for making me powerful. My hot wife flexible is like the best line ever in a pro wrestling promo. It is so funny. And he's sitting there holding the cross the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's just impeccable. Like, just impeccable. Okay, and you know what? We should, uh, do I have the Pillman Yeah, it's further promo down. Later. No. Okay, I'll just get to it later. I don't want to scroll down my notes. Get to that shit later. Alright, so then we have Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson. This was a match that was just thrown on the show. But it was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Bear Bronson. I'm glad that Bear Boulder is back. He yeah. has been rehabbing an injury. Um, I think it was like an elbow injury mm-hmm. or something, but he, he's back now. He was at ringside. He's announced that I don't know if he's cleared to wrestle, but he's uh he's come out on the other end of it, so that's fun. I, yeah, uh, this match also had one of the best uh low blow nut shots I've ever seen. Oh my god, have you seen the gif yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. The fucking ripple. That man connected and <laughs> and Ethan Page who posted the gif, the the text along the gif along the tweet said, Sure you can <laughs> Almost made me spit my water up. That's hilarious. Sure you can and then the eggplant emoji. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> like even Carl Anderson was like this he's he said, This is the single funniest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> and he, Dan Housen was like, Yes! <laughs> Punch him in the nuts. Yeah, it was such a good low blow. Like Yeah, like, he hits him with the low blow and it ripples. It's like, yeah. oh shit, he connected. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely got some some baggage on that one. And there's a woman behind him, like putting her hands up in the air, going like, Yeah. right when he does it oh my god i don't know why he did that to poor bronson yeah (laughs) the funniest fucking thing and it led right into the finish Mm -hmm. um yeah so these these boys went out there and just had a war and it was funny jr he said in this match and it was perfect he said page is deceivingly large 
And yeah. I thought this match highlighted that perfectly, especially in the finish. Because with the finish, he got Bear Bronson, who's 260 pounds, up for the ego's edge. Yeah, and, and threw tossed him. him. Yeah, he got him up there. He got him launched, too. He tossed him. And like it was impressive when Archer did it. It was 100 times more impressive when when Ethan Page did it. But then I remember, I was like, Ethan Page isn't that much smaller at all than Archer. JR said, like, they say he's six foot two, but he looks much taller than six foot two. And he's a solid dude. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm looking up how tall he is. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, yeah, Bronson, he actually had he had yeah, the he's advantage. He's listed as 6'2", but I can go I could say 6'3", six, 6'4", six, maybe. Yeah, he looks a lot taller than that. Yeah. It's but like he's crazy strong. Yeah. Yeah, so Bronson, he actually controlled most of this match, which was interesting. Um he was really mauling Page. Um he sent Page to the floor at one point. And then hit him with a lumbering tope suicida. Actually, he didn't hit him because Scorpio Sky pushed Paige out of the way. Yeah. And just ate shit. Like, just got crumpled by Bear Bronson. Like, he took a hard bump into the barricade off of this. And I don't... Like, his tailbone must be screaming today. Yeah, yeah, that looked like a... That did not look fun at all. No. And then back in back into the ring, there was a... There was a fun spot where he hit Paige with multiple lariats where he hits him in the front and in the back and in the front and in the back. Ah. He's just pin ping-ponging him back and forth between the lariats, which is really cool. I like that. And then this is where Bronson would go up to the top rope and Ethan Page hit him with the most excessive nut shot we've ever seen. Yeah. And then he picks up the 260-pound man in the ego's edge. And the cool thing about the ego's edge is that he throws them up into the air. Yeah. Like it, it looks different. I always wondered why they have Ethan page and Archer doing the exact same move. Yeah. As their finishers. Archer kind of comes down with his, yeah, he sits out and then Ethan pages is a lot like, um, bad luck fall in new Japan where they kind of just launch them. Yeah. Toss them, tosses them up and over his head. Yeah. Yeah, the another person that I'm a little interesting how they're going to do it is Andrade's spinning back elbow oh. with Jericho's spinning back. Yeah, elbow. I cannot wait to see Andrade's in AEW though. Whew, that thing I is... would love to see Andrade knock out Jericho with that move, and then <laughs> yeah. that's how Jericho's gone. Yeah, that would be, be cool. Awesome. Sell. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. And then so after the match, um. Page hops on the mic and he says that he's not done with Darby and he knows that Darby's not done with him because he knows Darby and he's been saying since he arrived in AW that he will be the final nail in Darby's coffin. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he emphasizes coffin because he's now going to challenge Darby to a coffin match. And I believe it's at road rager in Miami. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. And this yeah. isn't entirely my original thought. I heard Sean Rassap say it first in that it's normally reserved for like the big monsters. Mm-hmm. It would often be Undertaker versus a big monster like Yokozuna yeah. or whoever. Mark Henry or 
so those matches would kind of be a little boring in that sense and most of these matches have like they're not like these little agile people who can have work rate bangers like Darby Allen and and Ethan Page the closest we've had to what they're going to give us is Undertaker versus HBK yeah so I'm really excited for this like Darby if he if he's the one that gets put in the casket he's going to like come off a building into that casket. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking, I was like, he's totally going to cough and drop into the casket, and Ethan Page is going to move, and that's how it's going to end. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Or, like, Ethan Page is going to ego's edge him. like Yeah, into the coffin, yeah. Yeah, I can see that, too. Which that Amazing. They're going to they're gonna do some really cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. Like, he's going to put him in a body bag and cough and drop him, or an ego's edge him into that casket. It's going to be yeah. amazing. I cannot wait for that. And I think that ma- that's the type of match that sells tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder if that's what you open your Road Rager show with. Oh, I think you might have to close with it. Yeah. Well, so, well yeah. it'll be really interesting to see Ethan Page closing a big show like that. Yeah, that would be cool. But when we talk about it later, there's another match on that show that is 100% going to end the show. But, oh God! I hope it doesn't. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So next we have Britt Baker. A, yeah, a Britt Baker promo versus a Vicky and Nyla promo because they went back to back. So Britt comes out and she says there are a million things that she would love to ask Tony for, if Tony Khan owed her a favor, and none of them would be a wrestling match. Yeah, they said a boat. Uh, a football team. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Why would I ask for a wrestling match? She's like, especially if I was Vicky Guerrero and yeah. it was against me and Reba. He's like, why the hell would I ever do that? <laughs> Britt says that she says she has, thank God she has fantastic malpr- malpractice insurance because she is going to beat the living hell out of Vicky Guerrero. Um, this is she said, "This is Britt Baker, Britt Baker, Britt Baker's Britt. era of AEW, and this this era does not have any time for old chicks that don't belong in the ring." Yeah, and she said that she's going to beat her so bad that she's going to have to send her home with a nice new prescription, which was funny. Then Vicky Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero has a subsequent promo where she says that. This tag match is just an appetizer. And then they announced that at Fighter Fest Night 2, Nyla's going to get her title shot against Britt Baker. So we have a date for that. Yeah, that's cool. And then Nyla says that um, when we're out there, you'll be locked in there with the Beast. But you better watch out for the claws of the cougar. And I thought this was, it was short, but it was probably the best those two have been together. Yeah. Um. I like there was less excuse me and more conniving menace. Yeah, it was, there. It was a lot better. Yeah, I, it's definitely I think time. I know that's what she's known for is the excuse me, but it's definitely time for her to move past that. It doesn't. You need the right act for it, and Andrade's yeah. certainly not that act. Yeah, I think that um, she's a bit of a red herring for Andrade right now. Yeah. Um, 
However, as we were heading into the next match and we came back from commercial, I think JR might have spilled the beans. Yeah, this was weird. I was like, why'd you say that, JR? Don't don't do that. But I kind of like it's like it's a little hint. I don't know if everyone picks up on it, but he's he said, in my opinion, he he said, no, he said, uh, sorry, he said, there's something fishy about that tag match. And so I was like, what about the uh, the Britt Baker match with with Vicky Guerrero? He's like, yeah, something doesn't check out about it. It's like, like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Yeah, but actually, I'm happy about it because I do not want to see Vicky Guerrero in a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know that there is a secret coming, and it's very likely Thea Trinidad. So that oh, would be man. If that's her, that's going to be awesome. And even if it's not her, it's still awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because it just means someone new for the women's division, and yeah. that is always exciting. Because it would be somebody that we're not thinking of if it's not her. Yeah. Because... Who else is anyone thinking of? I'm nobody that is not on a no compete right now, so yeah. I think that's cool. Okay, so then we have Bunny versus Statlander. This was a stiff fucking match. Yeah, I like this match a lot. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be going into it. Yeah, I mean, the Bunny has been having some really good matches for since the women's tournament. Essentially, mm-hmm. when she came back, she's been significantly better. Yeah, she's been putting in the work. You could tell. And I thought Statlander looked as smooth as she always does. Oh yeah, like he, they even commented on uh, commentary that she's been even better since she's come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was which is cool. I like to mm-hmm. hear that. <laughs> it's always kind of funny hearing it coming from Jr. Though you see, you see, she's not as fat as she was. Yeah, because, like, because she's right, eating better because she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> First off, uh, I don't even think she eats human food, JR. She's an alien. She's from the Andromeda galaxy. She melts down her humans. Yeah. Eats turns them into goo and sucks us up through a straw. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Yeah. Okay, so I've been playing too much Mass Effect. Exactly. I was trying to remember <laughs> the line, but I didn't quite get it. We are the harbinger of your destruction. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> What a great game. Yeah. Now that I'm on to Mass Effect 3, I miss the uh, collectors. Yeah. They're fun enemies to fight. All mm. right, let's get back to this match. Okay, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed Ali's matches lately. They they all have they have a very dangerous flavor to them right now. It's a, she, like, she gives me a lot of, like, Catwoman and Harley Quinn vibes. Yeah. Like, there's just something really grimy. About her matches, yeah, it's. I think it goes with her look and her and the the butcher and the blade. I can't wait for butcher to come back, but he's apparently he's getting he's almost there. Okay, cool. I know he, he just had hand surgery. But. Yeah, he posted a tweet that was a picture of him and the blade, and he said, uh, "Like the gang's back" or something like oh, that. Cool, 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 cool. So yeah. I think he's I think he's on his way, but who knows? Yeah, maybe that was an old photo. Well, um, another thing I was thinking about her matches, I don't know how hard it'd be for her to do this, but it'd be kind of cool if she wrestled in the bunny mask. It would be, they could make her some sort of lucha mask. Yeah. I with, just I, I just think her bunny mask is super cool looking. It is. Like if they could make it so that it wouldn't fall off her face. Yeah. They could they could figure that out for sure. Yeah. 
but it's all, not everyone wants to wrestle in a mask. Yeah, I know. I like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to wrestle in a mask if I was wrestling. But just with her mask and when she does her little he- head tilt, it looks cool. I think it'd be and cool visual in her matches. Her laugh yeah. is chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I love Statlander's snap power slam. She did that on the floor. Yeah, really cool. She's got one of the best ones. Um, she did a really nice. Um, El Generico-esque Blue Thunderbomb for a near fall, yeah. which I also really, really liked. Um, there were a couple strange moments with Statlander. One where she got sent into the into the turn into the corner into the turnbuckle, and she decided to do a handstand. Yeah, in the turnbuckle, and then just got kicked in the face by super kick i was like why would you do that yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah especially when she was that close like it wasn't like she was all the way on the other side of the ring like she was already running in yeah it just yeah. i was like that was contrived mm-hmm. um, i was like that 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 took me out of it and then there was another point where she was she had the advantage and she was climbing the top rope but she was doing it so slowly i was like okay and then obviously Allie caught her and hit her with a fantastic German suplex. Yeah. Off of the uh off of the court. So it was a really cool spot, but how she set it up, it was like maybe she was too far ahead of Allie because she's it's like she was climbing up to win the money in the bank yeah. briefcase. Like it was so slow going up the top rope. But then Allie hit just that monster of a German and then super kicked her right in the face out of it to get a near fall, which was Again, super cool. And then off of that, the blade tossed in the brass knuckles, which she put on by Orange Cassidy, rolled into the ring, snatched the knuckles out of her hand, and just gently put them in his pocket and yeah. back out of the ring, which I popped for. That was really funny. And then Statlander used the distraction to hit the bunny with the Big Bang Theory, which I think looks devastating. Yeah, um, I like that. I like your finisher a lot. And apparently Bunny looked like she had had her bell rung afterwards. And I guess the doctor helped her to the back, but apparently everything's fine. So that's, that's good, good to hear. That's good. That's good. Um, especially because it's a, it's a pile driver. So yeah. you never know. Um, post-match, we saw the Blade and TH2 attacked Cassidy. And TH2 held up Orange Cassidy. And the Blade just, he took those brass knuckles and just knocked the fucking head off. Yeah, Orange Cassidy. I was then, not expecting. I was expecting somebody to come out and say because they had mentioned the Trent and uh, uh, the best friends. Chuck, I couldn't think of his name. Sorry, the Chuck best Steve. friends were yeah were out because Trent had surgery. Well, that that just shows why they weren't there. Yeah, I like that they explained that. Best of wish a happy recovery to Chuck. Apparently, he has spinal stenosis. Which yeah, that's is, nuts which is a serious injury. That's what mm-hmm. Edge has had. That's what Sting yeah. had or has or whatever. I don't know if they're fully recovered at this point. And, Hopefully they uh, caught it early enough for Trent to where he can, because he had the surgery. So, And maybe also Daniel Bryan? I don't know. Uh, Daniel Bryan was more concussion. Yeah, his is, his is a little different. Yeah. I, don't, I think Sheamus in the WWE has it, but he's got his treated because he caught it early. Uh, it, he probably did catch it early because he was just wrestling and yeah. there was never really a move where it was like, Oh no, his neck. I mean, I guess there wasn't for any of them. Yeah. It just, uh, other than sting. That yeah. was scary, but yeah. Um, 
I mean, I've seen Trent do uh, tope moves to where no one catches him. He just wipes out on the floor, so I'm sure that doesn't help. Yeah, no, it sh- certainly doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so despite my nitpicks of this match, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I liked um, it a lot. I was happy to see Statlander's continued push, mm-hmm. and I think they're slotting her nicely as second in line for the title shot after Nyla. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think as just a, the time uh, for their pay-per-view is going to be exactly. Baker think, versus uh, Statlander. You can see the them working in parallel with these things. Like She's winning matches mm-hmm. all along, so I was like, okay, she's she's getting that title shot next. Um we haven't really seen Thunder Rosa aside from Dark, so I think that's an indication that they're holding off on her a bit until they can sign her officially. Sign her, yeah. She she might get a feud, um, maybe for the title at some point. It just depends if they want to uh, have her lose or win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we have a QT Marshall promo, and this is there wasn't much to this. Yeah. But uh, QT, QT's bothered that Brock got Wrestler of the Week honors last week because so the week before, I pinned Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring and I got no acknowledgement. Um, it's kind of funny. But mm-hmm. He points out that Cody is out in Hollywood trying to be a movie star. He's taking a bunch of auditions and he hopes that he'll get cast in one of his geeky superhero movies so he and we don't necessarily don't have to walk <laughs> see cody for a while um he mentions that he wants to be uh, so that he can focus on becoming a champion in AEW. and i was like please don't do that yeah <laughs> it'd be funny to see him to go for a title though with his current character but maybe yeah where's maybe that go-go in- been you think he hasn't been on in a while no he hasn't um maybe he went back to england for a little bit it's possible. Um, I would be happy if he just worked on his stuff a bit more. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world to have him working on his stuff, but he could be having a few more dark matches. Yeah. Like, put him on elevation. Put, give him something. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, um, I, I kind of like this QT. I've been liking QT lately. He's been making me laugh. But, yeah, oh, I don't he, want to see funny. him in a title. But. He's funny. He's just not over. He's over yeah. with me, but not with everybody yes. else. I was going to say, he's over with me and you, but that's probably about it. It's funny because when he first showed up on the scene, when he was literally just um, Cody's heavier friend, <laughs> yeah. like Cody's out of shape friend who would get like slotted into his tag matches. Like he was super over because he was the lovable loser. Yeah. And now and that's then... completely different. Yeah. Anytime my wife sees him, she's like, he looks like a gym teacher, which is true. Yes. That's <laughs> like, he kind of is. He's the, the coach at the school. Absolutely. You can put the fucking hat and clipboard and yeah, like just give him uh, Arn Anderson's gear. Yep. Yep. And he'd be a gym teacher telling you to do 50 pushups or something. Yes. Okay, so next we had that Brian Pillman Jr. promo that I was talking about. And this was your prototypical squeaky clean babyface promo. It's exactly what it should be. Yeah. He calls out Miro for having a messiah complex and for picking fights with people he knows that he can beat in order to boost his ego. And then Pillman says that he has a complex as well, but his is for 
being born on the wrong side of the tracks and having to fight for everything he's ever had and having a chip on his shoulder as, as a result. He's here to fight for his friends and to wear high school football gear while doing so. Um, I love the Bayside Tigers energy. Yeah. Keep his, it going. With his mesh football jersey he was wearing. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. There is, there's an amazing uh, photo that actually Mark Sterling posted on Twitter. Um, I retweeted that you can go to our Twitter at the work rate podcast on Twitter. And I retweeted it. It is him, Camarado, um, bear country varsity or Brian Pillman jr. And I think one other person, but they're all just like doing double buys in their bathing suits on the beach. Yeah. And it looks really, I saw that with the PBRs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Great. Like, I loved it. Um, same energy. Yeah, so after this, we had another promo, and this was Eddie Kingston and Penta, and Eddie's amused. Eddie's amused because the Bucks keep talking about taking people out. He says, man, you've never taken anybody out outside the context of a wrestling match. Eddie says, where he's from, like, taking people out means something a little different. And remember, this is Eddie you're talking to. This is somebody who's said in AW, in kayfabe, that he's done time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that he's stabbed somebody with a pen. Yeah. He said that he almost went to Sing Sing. He said that he almost went to Rikers Island. Like, he's like, Eddie's saying he's killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not the type of guy to be messed with. No. He he's talked about how he and Moxley have gone out and bashed somebody's brains in because Moxley said, Hey Eddie, wanna go do me a favor? And Eddie said, Yeah, why not? <laughs> um He's essentially saying, Don't write checks your body can't cash. Yeah. Um He said, Punches don't seem to affect you smooth brained bucks. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna take your titles because that's what fuels your misplaced egos. And I thought this was funny. This is really good. Yeah, I, I like this promo a lot. I this is. I wonder if they'll win the eliminator match. Is it this Wednesday? Coming up. Uh, yes. I wonder if they'll win it, and then because they keep talking about how the Bucks, you know, they're extremely violent people. They got to do some type of hardcore match at some point. They we need them. We need it. We mm-hmm. need it. Because they can get crazy if you go back and try to find some of their guerrilla warfare matches. They're, they're yeah, wild. they haven't really broken that out. They maybe did once against the against Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, but other than that, not really. Yeah. Okay, so then the the main event. Let me get a swig of water first. Oh yeah. Before was, I before we jump into this one, this was great. Uh, this had like everything you love about pro wrestling. The the fiery baby face coming from underneath the. The evil conniving, but somehow still chicken shit heel is great. Loved Absolutely. It. Jungle Boy's family was in the crowd, so you knew he was going to lose immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the only time that's gone the other way was when Kofi Kingston won. Yeah. yeah. It's the only time. Just because if, if he would have lost there, there would have been a riot. But Oh, yeah. They would have burned that place down. Um, Yeah. So the live crap for Jungle Boy was real. Yeah. yeah. This was this was big. This was a big uh big huge pop. 
um, prior to the match starting, the ref kicks out both Jurassic Express and the Super Elite from ringside, which I was very excited about. I didn't about. even see Jurassic Express come out, and then like I looked back up and just Marco was in the ring. <laughs> I was like, I didn't see him walk out with him. but yeah, they, they were there, but... I do like that they're continuing Marco and Kitty just hating each other. Yeah, which is <laughs> amazing, because... Kenny is Marco's hero, and then Kenny yeah. beat the shit out of him, and he hates him for it, which is yeah. fantastic. And he was just hurt by it, which I thought was great as well. Yeah. Um, this match actually, I thought, started off a bit slow, with the two of them just kind of feeling each other out. The first few minutes were about Kenny basically just showing disrespect to Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, I did like that Kenny didn't let Jungle Boy do the uh, thing where he grabs the wrist and then walks along the, the top rope and does all the bouncy things before he does the little, um, what's the fucking thing? Arm the, drag? Yes. Fucking arm drag. <laughs> <laughs> um, before he does the arm drag, instead, Kenny just like ripped him off the ropes onto his shoulders. And yeah. I like that for a DVD, which he didn't end up hitting. But, uh, it was actually in the commercial break that I thought the match picked up into another gear. Jungle Boy had a great series of sneaky little drop kicks that he hit Kenny into the barricade with. And then Kenny replied with a suplex onto the stairs and then a backdrop into the front row, which was super cool to see outside, yeah, was it of, on... an in, outside of an indie setting. Yeah, was it on Jungle Boy's family? No, it was on the other side of the oh, ring. Okay. So I wasn't sure. I thought it was on his family. I was like, holy crap. I wasn't this sure if it was uh, like wrestlers or if it was like the crowd. I think it might have been the crowd, which was just super cool that like you don't see that outside of the indies. Yeah. Like uh, someone getting just backdropped into the crowd. I was like, that's awesome. This is very cool. They did, And they also did it in a safe way, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed the commentary saying that if the match goes past 10 o'clock, they would stick with it and we won't miss any of the match, which was nice. Yeah, that's really cool. It adds a special feel to it. Um, the the momentum swung back to Jungle Boy with a fantastic brain buster and followed by a drop kick to the knee of Kenny, to Kenny's very, very dangerous knee. Yeah, those bad Which knees. was... Very, which was a very savvy move by Jungle Boy there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, at this point, he's just completely overwhelmed. He gets hit by two topes. At one point, he tries to grab the tights of Jungle Boy just to slow him down. He's just like, well, slow down, kid. Yeah. I, can't, I can't keep up with you. But the he, he's not able to. He ends up getting hit by a Tornado DDT, a Tope con Hilo, and and he does this right in front of the former NXT guy. He can't be NXT guy anymore because he's at every AEW Dynamite. Yeah, NXT's not in uh, Tampa anymore, so. Nope. And can't be there. And also right in front of Jungle Boy's own family. Yeah. That's where he hit the Tope Con Hilo. And the NXT guy, he's like slapping the back of Jungle Boy. And this is this is really cool. Both guys are on the ground and Kenny's lying on the ground hurt. And the crowd is literally leaning out over the barricade and heckling Ken, heckling down over top of Kenny's body, yeah. which is lying on the ground. It's like, 
this is really fucking cool. Again, yeah. this is not something we're used to seeing outside of the indies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, excited last night, especially for this match. So they're getting I was like, amped up. It's like, I don't really think you're supposed to be touching the wrestlers like that. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, at one point, and then at one point, Jungle Boy, he's teetering on the top rope and with with Kenny. And you can hear like a loud scream from a woman yell, Let's go, Jungle Boy! Like, clear as day. I was like, that was really, really cool. And it was so perfect. In my mind, it was his mother, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah, I hope it but was. Nothing you can say can convince me that it wasn't his mother. Yeah. Especially because the next shot is Kenny hitting the superplex, or the super fisherman buster i guess it was off the uh off the top rope but they framed it where it was shot from directly behind jungle boy's family yeah so you, really it was cool. jungle boy's nice family shot. from the shoulder up as mm-hmm. he's going over for the super fisherman buster and i was like this is perfect i was like this is art <laughs> like yeah and they all had their hands over their mouths as it was happening i was like this is fucking fantastic and then we saw the two of them go with their furious back and forth and in the New Japan climax where they just like obliterate each other back and forth. Kenny hit Jungle Boy. He gets him up for the one winged angel and just gets absolutely planted on his head by Poison Rana reversal from from Jungle Boy. Just like just tent pulled him right into the ground. Then Kenny hit a V-trigger and a high-stack Liger Bomb for a near fall. But his next V-trigger that he goes to hit on Jungle Boy is countered into the snare trap, and Kenny's about to tag it. He's about to tap out, but he gets to the ropes. But just as he's about to get to the ropes, out come the goons. Jurassic Express comes out with Kaz. They fight the goons away. A little bit necessary, because they didn't end up having any effect on the match. Yeah, that that type of stuff's fine because it no one interfered. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's mm-hmm. just like oh, weird. All right, yeah, all right. See you guys later because they yeah. never came back. Um, and there's another flurry of moves with Jungle Boy reversing another one winged angel. This time, getting a high stack pin that I legitimately thought he won. Like I thought, like it was like two point nine 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 nine. Yeah. It was just like, like there's no you can't you couldn't get any closer than that, and I completely bought it. I thought that they had done the deal. Yeah, everyone did, man. That place is ready to just go nuts right there on that one. I had a heart attack. Um, The only way that I didn't that I didn't think it happened was because I knew that they were building to other matches. Yeah, in the future, so I, I didn't complete i but i was like holy fuck they did it how they're gonna get out of this um but no it was a the closest near fall you can get um and then they transition out of it he gets him back into another uh into another into another snare trap and kenny's only able to get out of it by grabbing jungle boy's hair and ripping at his eyes Otherwise, he was going down for the... He was going to tap out. He's able to get out, and then inevitably, Kenny hits him with one final V-trigger 
a wily bomb, and a one-winged angel for a fantastic to close a fantastic ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like that the last sense. ten minutes of that match were perfect, legitimately yeah. perfect. Um, the first half of the match was was good. Second half of the match was phenomenal. Yeah, this um, match was everything that I'd hoped it would be and more. So can't ask for anything better. Yeah, because the last time they faced each other was like, okay, didn't quite live up to it. Yeah. I, I think it wasn't a tag match, but still, I think it was a six-man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's when they started doing the Kenny Marco stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, I thought that was going to be better. And when this match was first starting, I was like, oh, no, I thought this was going to be better. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. They've given this match 25 minutes. That was yeah. just the first five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, this had last... a, like a New Japan feel where it starts out slow and then. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I ever watched a Kenny match, the first 10 or 15 minutes is just like, really? Yeah. It's like, this is what people say is the, like the new wrestling renaissance man. It's like, okay. And then, like, by the end of it, it was just like, oh my God, I like wrestling again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, wrestling's yeah. amazing again. I didn't even know wrestling could be the could be this good. Yeah. But yeah, so there was a post-match to this, which we should get into, because it was, it was interesting. Um, so we have Kenny staring at Jungle Boy. He's on the ground. He's holding the, he's holding the belt up, and he's daring Jungle Boy to get up so he can just hit him in the head with that belt. But Christian runs out. He fights off Kenny. And then out comes HFO. And I was like, wait, why is HFO here? Like, oh, right, it's Christian. Yeah. So they come in the ring. And Christian, he fights off um, Private Party. And then in comes Matt Hardy. And they're fighting. And he's about to hit Matt Hardy with the kill switch. And he turns around to finally hit the kill switch. And there's Matt and Nick Jackson. They super kicked the head off of Christian, which I thought was a really cool setup for that. Yeah, the the because they waited till right when he turned around for the kill switch. That was cool. I was like, that was nicely done. That was really cool. And then while they're celebrating, and fucking Nick Jackson is humping the air again with all his danglies. Yeah, um, he's doing the old Hardy Jeff Hardy. Oh, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, that's very funny. Um. Then Matt Hardy hits the twist of fate on Christian. And it was, I was like, okay, this was, there was a lot happening here, but it was an interesting mix of faces that I didn't expect to all be yeah. mingling with each other in there. And, but I was like, oh, wait, no, this works because Matt Hardy did team with the Elite yeah, in the Stadium fair. Stampede when they were all faces. Now they're all heels. So I have a lines f- up. feeling at some point we're going to get a big like elite guys versus in HFO versus uh, Kazarian and Jurassic Express and Christian. And yeah, there's so many different ways that all of this can go. And I love when AEW does that because we have no idea what the matches are going to be like yeah. going forward. So very excited for that. Um, I could have done with a few less run-ins on the show. And that that's just AEW in general. They do a lot of run-ins. Yeah, they've been like getting pretty heavy with them lately. Three quarters of their run-ins. Mm-hmm. Or three quarters of their matches tend to have run-ins. Where I don't mind it, but then when people mention it at the end, it's just like, oh yeah. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's one of those things you don't notice until somebody points it out, and they're like, "You're right." It's like five out of six matches on the show. You're like, mm. "Yeah, yeah." They could, they could, because uh, it does, it does not bother me, but it does lower the impact of yeah. the run-ins. Yeah. Whereas if it was just one or two, even just one, it makes it all that much more impactful. Yeah. Um, but they're pretty faction heavy, and that's what you get. Oh yeah, you know, a lot of no, factions. factions. Factions should. One one hundred percent interact. Mm-hmm. I just think they should spread it out a bit. Yeah, I feel you. Because it's like a law of diminishing returns, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one thing I truly love about AEW outside of the pandemic is that each show feels like the go home show for the next week. Yeah, and that's how you want it to be. You want it, you know. You're, when you have a serialized show like this, you got to constantly build to the next one. Like I'm just craving the next episode, whereas the past three weeks, and even when it was the pandemic stuff, it was like, oh, that was really good. I wonder what they'll do next week. Whereas now, I know exactly what they're doing yeah, next week, we know, and we everything the... they did this week is leading directly to that. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I looking at it. the card for next week, this is a hell of a card. Fuck yeah, yeah, we're looking at next week's episode, and we have. The headliner for next week is MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the main event. That's a pay-per-view, like, coma yeah. event almost. And that's, like, like three or four years from now, because both these guys are still next really year. young. So, Like, yeah. literally next year. Yeah, this is... I like, predict uh, MJF... MJF could out. be the guy to take it off of Hangman. Hang yeah, this is, like, an all-out pay-per-view headliner in a couple of years. <laughs> And then we have Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. This is going to be another one of those uh, wait three and four year, three to four years, and Pillman's going to be in the main event scene, but yeah. he's not there yet. Kind of matches like how we had three of them on this episode. Mm-hmm. They clearly see a lot in Pillman, and I think he's actually really coming into his own now. Oh, for sure. Like, one thing I wasn't sure if he had, and he's proved he does have it is a lot of character and a lot of mic presence. Yeah. And he really knows how to work the camera. And I think I think there's a lot of potential there. And again, he's not even signed yet. He can't legally sign, but apparently he's a month away. Oh, okay. From being I officially I thought I did I thought he was done with MLW. No, he's a I mean he's not really wrestling for them at all cuz why would they invest in him? Yeah, with their uh with their show if they know that he's just going to leave. Mm-hmm. So. But then we have the Young Bucks versus Penta El Zero Miedo and Eddie Kingston. That match is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see them not in a triple threat. Or not, not a triple threat, not in a six-man, six yeah. but in a regular tag team. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Then we have Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero again. That's not. I don't think that's going to be Vicky. Guerrero. Somebody's got to. Yeah, somebody's got to be coming out. She's like, I got one more favor from Tony or something, and then it's going to. Yeah, be- at least, at least not right now. Like I, I don't know. It, like maybe someone else comes out and is just out at ringside and just interferes. But also, just being that Rebel is also in it, like it's against Britt Baker, who has pulled this exact same move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, against Thunder Rosa, like it's got to be, especially with Jr. Ito. With Jr. Okay. dropping, not so subtly dropping that bomb. Yeah, 
not much of a bomb, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then in two weeks in Miami at Road Rager, which is again still such a weird name. Yeah, um, we have, and this is I think I like the mean, colors they're using for it though. This pink, it is light blue. It's cool. Very Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, it's going to be a strap match between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Well, they call it a actually, South. They give it a like South, South Beach. Beach strap match or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually super excited for this one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I like strap matches. We know that Cody knows how to do strap matches. We know that he knows how to like bring the gravitas mm-hmm. when w- taking off a belt and hitting people with it or being hit by it. Yeah, um, one of the greatest moments in AEW history was the lashes from from MJF leading yeah. into that Revolution pay per view. Yeah, was, that was nuts. I remember that. It was amazing. Yeah. Like that. That was like legit. Twenty twenty, Cody was my wrestler of the year. Yeah, this year I can't. I almost can't stand what he's been doing. <laughs> yeah, it's I think funny. that's how a lot of like, people feel. complete polar opposite. Yeah, that's this is the match I was saying. When we talked about the coffin match, I was like, oh, yeah. the strap match is totally main eventing. Cody's going to put himself in the main event. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. Like, Because Darby Allen versus Ethan Page in a coffin match should be. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to watch someone die legitimately and be put into a real coffin <laughs> during that match. So that should be the main event. <laughs> Fucking hope so, man. Yeah, so that, that's, that's good shit. Mm-hmm. That's good shit. All right. Um, we're an hour thirty into this, so mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we will see you later. We're going to be seeing you guys in like three days. Yes, quick turnaround <laughs> this week. It's funny. It's going to be I, weird watching it again on Wednesday. I've gotten so used to Friday. Oh my god, I hated waiting all the way until Saturday. Yeah. It was like there was something missing from the yep. middle of my week. Yep. Like I said and, last week, Wednesdays it's like I go get my comic books and then I sit down and watch AEW. It's like the midweek break from all the madness that I loved. Now that we have a AEW coming back within four days off of the last one, it's just like, Ooh, it's like a, it's like yeah. a short week, a special <laughs> treat. And this weekend coming up to three day weekend here in the States. Cause it's independence day. So that's cool. Oh yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a short week too, but it's on Thursday. So it's like, uh, it's not really, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, people normally take, I mean, outside of like the pandemic has meant that the fucking whole time has like weekends don't really matter. Yeah. Right now. Like you can, you can make your own schedule yeah. kind of thing unless you're actually going into a workplace, which you do, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right. We're, I'm starting to ramble. So I think we should yeah. wrap this up. We'll see you guys uh, in like four days. Yep. See you then. Peace.